hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Hello, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. And today we are dealing with Backpack episode number four. Uh, This series looks like it will more than likely be five episodes. uh, And we'll wrap it up at that. And of course, if any of you have stuff that you want to keep sending me, please do. I definitely want to make sure I address things uh, that are real, that are helpful to you. So please feel free to keep doing that. And with that, I am going to recap real quick. Episode number three, we explored the uh, the process. We looked at the process of looking at what's in our backpack. In other words, we went over the five senses work. We went over the, you know, the way in which a, something that we carry impacts us and how to explore it, right? We pull it out of the backpack and we manipulate it with our mind. Obviously this is not literal, although sometimes it could be, you know, there are things we carry. You might find them in your garage or your or your room or tucked away in a closet or something like that. But most often we carry them in our thoughts, in our emotions, in our body, right? Like the body keeps the score stuff. We're talking trauma work, stuff like that. So, we talked about how we go about it. And we, we said, we, we pull it out, we look at it, we feel it and all these things and we, we smell it. And, you know, we, we ask ourselves questions around the object that is in our mind, that is in our backpack. Okay. Today, uh, it's going to be a little bit on the shorter side, probably. Uh, we'll see how it gets, how it goes when I, as I, I, I keep moving along. But I really want to specify the keep it or leave it decision point, right? We've taken it out. We've explored it. I mean, we may have carried this thing for 20 years or 30 years or maybe two days. And here we are exploring it right now. And we get to this point where we have to decide, do I keep it or do I put it, or do I put it down and walk away? Now, I'm not going to talk about the how to leave it yet. I'm going to save that specifically for the next one, okay? Because I really want to talk about this decision point, all right? And if you're walking through this with me, well, chances are, if <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're probably putting them back to back to back. Uh, you know, some people they do. I know uh, you'll follow along and they they listen to an episode at a time, and so you've been interrupted by a couple of other things. And but if you're putting the backpack series together, episodes one, two, three, four, and what will be five. That's probably a good idea in this particular situation. That being said, let me give you the preface for if you're not doing that, when we're done with each of these, it's not my recommendation that you just go off and do them. Get support around you because this work can reveal things about you, about your family, about your friends, about your spouse or your 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 boyfriend or your girlfriend or your, your whatever, your coworkers that you realize 
isn't good and healthy. And when you do that, you're going to have a whole bunch of decision points to make. Uh, and I don't want you making those recklessly. Make them intentionally. So the fifth one is going to spend time looking specifically at how the different ways in which we can leave it. Okay. So uh, don't don't get ahead of the game. Go slow, be methodical, do it on purpose, and you'll have more success and less risk. Okay. So here we are. We have explored something. It could be anything. It could be something from your childhood. It could be, you know, the kid who bullied you. It could be uh, it could be a fight that you had with your spouse. It could be uh, your kid, uh, you know, coming home under the influence of something. Whatever it is that you took out of your backpack and you explored. Now you have this this thing, you know, this metaphorical thing or this literal weight that you're carrying in your life. And you have to decide to put it back in your backpack or set it down and leave it behind. Now, for many of you, you're probably going, that's so easy, Jeremiah, but not when you deal with the most difficult things in your life. Uh, Let me give you an an example. Um, I was given, was given, given as a gift uh, some of my grandfather's things. Now, if those of you who are out there and you know me, you know that that is a really big deal. I I have some of my grandpa's shirts, uh, a couple of his ties. You know, I have some things, not too many, but I have some things. Well, when we were moving the last time, uh, <laughs> we got robbed. I mean, it's a, it's the world can be a a very cruel place at times. And in the process, some of the things that were my grandfather's got taken. Now they clearly, they probably didn't have nearly as much value to the people who took them as they do do to me. That being said, I immediately after was Absolutely. I, I'm not a crier and I cried because they were my grandfather's things and they were probably never going to be seen. Here we are like 10 years later. I've never seen them again. Uh, they didn't have tons of value, but they had value to me. And I had to decide whether I was going to carry that weight or leave it. Now, you're probably going, well, I can feel the weight of it as you speak about it, Jeremiah. So did you unpack that? Look, yeah, I did. When we set up the process of making the decision to set something down or not, doesn't mean it's gone from your memory, from your emotion forever. It means the burden of it is gone from you forever. I can still feel sadness about the things that were my grandfather's that I was going to hand off at some point, probably to my children or my grandchildren. And that will never happen now. And 
I don't carry a weight from it anymore. Like the emotion doesn't mean it's a weight. Emotion is information. Emotion means I appreciated the gift. It means I am sad that in a world where we could take care of each other and be kind and loving to each other, there are people who will do the opposite for any reason doesn't matter the reason oh they were on drugs or oh they you know they were you know stricken with poverty yeah it's also sad to me that people don't help each other so that they don't have to go to stealing and that kind of stuff that being said so i do carry that stuff because i choose to carry that stuff by that stuff i mean the cultural aspects of it the sadness of it I don't carry the anger of it. Now, this decision point, I remember it clearly. I had a decision point. It was, I I took it out and I unpacked it and I looked at it. We were several weeks, maybe a couple of weeks after to a few weeks after. Um, I started actually doing it the same day. Uh, I'll I'll tell you how that went down actually, um, because it'll help you understand the decision points. It's the only reason I'm telling you this story. It'll, you know, I'm hoping it helps you understand the decision point. So that same day that I found out we had been robbed, somebody came and took a bunch of stuff from our home as we were getting ready to move. Um, I got the call from my wife and I had this, this one decision point in the moment and I'll, I'll clarify it. The decision point in the moment was uh, it, it, it was, I had to decide if I was going to focus on the things or the people, my wife and my kids walked into the house that had been robbed and they were young. My youngest was probably a year, maybe, maybe two, maybe two years old, which means my oldest was maybe seven and a bunch of things got taken. And I had to decide, was I going to prioritize the things and put my time, energy, and resources, my emotions and my thoughts to the things or to the people? My kids were safe. I switched to, I need to teach them that things are just things. Was it, it, did it still affect me? Yes, because clearly I had to unpack this later on. I carried it, even though I did some things at the front end, I still had to unpack this from my backpack several weeks later and decide what I was going to carry and what I was going to let go. And at that point, I was able to part it, right? I was able to deal with the the things separate from the people. And then I was able to part it even further. The weight of, and this is why we did episode number three, the weight, the smell, the the taste, the the sound, as we parted that out when it came to the things, there there was the opportunity to for me to explore not just what was in my backpack, and and I talked about this before. Uh, you, there's things that we put in there together, the things connected to the things, and sometimes we lump them into one giant enigma of stuff 
And so what I did was then I went back in and I had to part it out. I was like, okay, the most important stuff is my kids are safe. So I don't carry a lot of animosity and anger and hatred, right? What I, I didn't have the opportunity to do in the moment was grieve. And I carried my grieving. I delayed my grief process for several weeks. I just stayed busy. I was working with insurance. I was doing this. I was doing that, which is normal in the grief process. And why was it a grief process when it was just things? Because it was things that told a story about somebody I loved and I'd have no access to that person anymore. So the, the things then have more weight to them. And so I had to grieve it. That was ultimately what I am talking about when we got robbed is the grief of the stories I can't tell in the same way. Now, when I tell the story of those things, nobody can see them. Nobody can smell them. Nobody can hear them or taste them or whatever, right? The five senses. So I had to unpack the grief, the big old grief ball. <laughs> and at that decision point, I got to part it. This is the beautiful thing about our minds, the human mind. I can part the grief into a million pieces if I want and say, you know what? I am going to carry, uh, here, I'll give you an example. I I'm going to carry uh, the, the motivation from being cut from my team. That could make me better as an athlete. So I'm going to choose to carry that. It's a burden. It's a weight. But now I'm going to do it intentionally. And at that decision point, I put it back in my pack and I use that every time I need motivation. Every time. So these decision points, uh, we can we can really break things down. It's, I'm not going to carry the sadness of being cut, the anger of being cut, the, but I am going to carry the motivation. And that can make me better. That can make me more intentional on every single athletic endeavor from then till the, until the day I die when I'm 90 and I'm still competing. So there are times at that decision point where putting pieces of it back into our pack is actually beneficial. So Let's just talk again, specifically, I've given you some examples. I'm going to specifically about the decision point. When you're messing with this thing, your mind and your heart is so flipping powerful that you can break it up into different pieces, right? If you're carrying dirty socks, maybe I'm going to carry the smell of the grass on those dirty socks because I liked the smell of the grass when I played baseball. And I, I mean, even though the dirty socks came with multiple smells, the smell of the grass motivates me, excites me, makes me, uh, makes me want to go out and play catch. And I can carry that piece 
and get rid of the other pieces so I can part it at the decision point. I get to choose that. Isn't this wonderful? This is such good news. I can part it and keep the pieces that are good for me and get rid of the pieces that are not good for me. If I reach into my backpack and I pull, you know, let's say I'd done something really terrible when I was a kid, uh, you know, held up a, a, a drugstore and I, I, I stole some pills. I'm making this up, of course. Uh, but let's say I did that and I didn't get caught, but I've been carrying that burden for years. And in my, in my backpack, I, I carry the image of that gun and that abuse of power in a way that it should never, ever be used. I can part it out. I can part out the memory in, in many pieces. I can, I can maybe get rid of the guilt because that's not good for me to carry and forgive myself. Maybe, maybe I, I could use that memory um, and the, uh, you know, if I'm parting the gun, maybe I would be like, I'm going to take the magazine out and I'm going to keep just the magazine with no rounds as a way of reminding myself that good people have bad pieces in their story. So that when I encounter somebody and they tell me something that they've done that's terrible, I don't immediately jump right to judging them because I got my empty magazine and it reminds me. And, and, and since then I've changed my life and I'm doing good things. Let's say this, this is a, an example. All right. At that decision point, I could do that. I could be like, I'm going to get rid of the gun. I'm going to keep the magazine so that I never forget the abuse of power. And I, and I never judge people the way that I otherwise would. And when I do that at that decision point, the cool thing is I can take pieces of it and say, I'm keeping this and it's going back in my backpack for my personal growth and for the world's benefit. Boom. I put it back in the backpack and I take the others and I leave them out. So this decision point, it's not a black and white right and wrong. It's about what's going to work for your growth in the trauma world. We call it, we actually call it trauma growth. That's what we call it, trauma growth. <laughs> it's genius, right? After a trauma, you encountered a, a mass shooting, you were, were raped or molested, you, like afterwards, we can decide, decide that decision point. We can unpack it and decide what to do with it, what parts to leave behind, what parts to put in our pack so that we can be better because of that heinous, terrible situation. 
which is ultimately what we want to do at that decision point. What is going to make me better, better for myself, better for others, my friends, my family, what is going to strengthen me so that I can serve others, love others, show uh, uh, respect to others in, in the way that's going to be the best. And the thing is, nobody can decide that for you. If you tell me what you took out of your backpack, I don't decide whether you leave it or put it back and you put it back in your backpack and carry it for the next 50 years. I don't decide if you break off a piece of it. If you take the magazine out, I don't get to decide that. I don't get to, you don't get to decide if I let go of uh, all of that stuff that my grandfather gave me. And I hold on to the, uh, uh, the lesson I learned about evil in the world. You don't get to decide that. I do. Isn't that wonderful? So I know, I know this is a hard spot, but for those of you who are following along, this is an absolute critical moment. Take a minute, five minutes, an hour, a week. I don't care how long it takes. As long as you don't destroy yourself in the process. Okay. Most people, I'm going to be real. I mean, within the, the longest I've ever seen the decision point take is maybe a week. Now, I'm not saying that we couldn't see one longer, but that's typically, you know, usually by, by the second time I, I see them after. So the first, I, I see them, we go over this, the next session, the very next session, they usually say, okay, I've, I've decided I have to leave at least most of it behind if not all of it, or I've decided that this whole thing is something I'm not ready to deal with. And I got to put it back in my backpack and I'll stuff it down in there and I'll deal with it later. I got other stuff to deal with first. I'm not judging, but that's typically the longest time. Most people, they do it within the, within the hour as we do this exercise. So I hope this helps you understand that decision point a little bit better. If you have questions, if you have concerns, if you think I, if I covered it too slow or too fast, please let us know. We do love that feedback. I appreciate your time as always, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy dash perspectives.com. You'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.